the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Like a chrysalis, we're emerging from the economy of the Industrial Revolution, an economy confined to and limited by the Earth's physical resources into the economy in mind, in which there are no bounds on human imagination, and the freedom to create is the most precious natural resource. Welcome to the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage. Energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. I'm Ed Kless with my friend and co-host Ron Baker, and on today's show, the three, and only three, pricing strategies. Hey, Ron, how are you going? Good, Ed. That was dramatic. Uh, yeah, well, you know, gotta try to up up the up the game a little bit here. You know, we're we're at show one twenty eight or one twenty nine, something like that. So, yeah, one twenty eight. You're right. Want to keep want to keep the flow going, but you know, I, I, you know, when I was thinking about this too, it says like we do not give our listeners any kind of a break. Like we usually like we'll say the show name, here we go, and then we're like right in, boom, <laughs> into the content. I know we just dive right <laughs> in. And go for the whole hour. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be committed to this show if you want to listen to this show. There's, there's no, this is not a free ride like it is on Free Rider Friday. Not a free ride. You got to, if you want to listen to the show, you've got to pay with your thought process. It's true. So, not to think, not to think like us, but to think with us. But think you yeah. must. Absolutely. Sure. Well, let's let's let, let's jump in. See, that was like more banter than I think we've done ever before. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ed, you know, so, we haven't done this topic, which is really interesting because this is a this is a pretty important thing. And, you know, there are only three pricing strategies. And you know, there's a great Russian saying in every market there are two kind of fools, right? One charges too much and the other charges too little. Mm-hmm, so trying yep. to figure out what your overall pricing strategy or what or what by the way, our our colleague Tim Smith, who we interviewed on the show and he's the author of doing price, um, pricing done right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. he's a PPS, uh, faculty member. He actually calls this price positioning. What we're going to talk about, we're calling them strategies. So just in deference to him, a strategy in his mind, pricing strategy to him means segmentation, competitive reactions and pricing capability. Uh, mm-hmm. he call he calls this, uh, you know, where are you going to position your price? And uh, I think that's that's fair, but in our context, we can talk about them as strategies. So I'm okay with that. So, Ed, what are the three pricing strategies? Uh, skim neutral and penetration. Excellent. End of show. No, <laughs> no, no. no, okay. no. <laughs> okay, I'm. Let's start with the least understood. Which one do you okay. think is the least understood? Penetration, without question. Yes. Absolutely. You, okay, so yeah, I'm glad we agree on that. We did, it, but yeah, without question, that one is the most misunderstood. It is. 
it is. So let's define it first. What is penetration pricing, Ron? Well, that is definitely when you're trying to make the primary driver of the purchase decision your price, right? right. You want, you want mm -hmm. that to be the focus above all to the customer. Uh, it's obviously a low price to also gain market share. So you want mm -hmm. to increase your share. Um, and, you know, uh, <laughs> there's all sorts of issues with it, but I guess it'd be probably a good idea to talk about. And I even got in a Twitter exchange with a guy about this. He said, I never buy the, you know, the cheapest of anything. And I said, well, but that doesn't mean that a penetration pricing strategy can't be both effective and profitable, right? Correct. Walmart, Southwest Airlines, Costco, I think Dell, Ikea. Mm -hmm. Falls in the strategy, I would say. Timex. Yep, I would agree. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, and I even think freemium, the freemium strategy is a variation of a penetration strategy. It uh, can be. It can be when it's not linked to a loss leader. I think that's a thing that people, that's, that's, a, that's a misunderstood thing as well. Okay. Right? Yeah, that's fair. Right? Does that yes. make sense? Like free, yes. freemium, you can offer a freemium option, a freemium choice. But if it's if that if that free option is also combined with it with with a loss leader like a the, you know the Gillette and the razor blades of course being the most famous example you give away the handle sell the blades right, right? that's that to me is not penetration pricing because you're not really selling you're not really selling the handle right 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 no gotcha that that okay. totally makes sense um, but the interesting thing about it is you know obviously. It's there to maximize share. It's really when you want to grow share or you want to spread adoption, right, of, of mm -hmm. your particular technology. Um, because, I mean, let's face it, if you want to maximize share, you can price at zero. Right. <laughs> or, or you could pay your customers. <laughs> <laughs> negative <laughs> price. Product. There you go, you negative, negative price. price. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, some of the other issues with this, and, and by the way, I found this really interesting, uh, just going over my notes from Tim Smith's book, uh, Pricing Done Right. He doesn't think this is a viable strategy at all, um, but it, it's, it's very true, and I think the literature is very clear on this, the failures totally outweigh the successes with, right. this, with this strategy. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. It's very hard to implement. Well, because it, it's 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 almost similar to skim, which we'll talk about later, in that you have to have your timing correct, right? And 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 it's and it's not penetration pricing is never a sustainable long term pricing decision. Yep. Uh, when when we get to skim, I'll talk about how I think that that read is wrong and say I think you can make skim a long term, but but in in this case, let's talk about I don't think penetration can be a long term uh, uh, strategy. Um, yeah, I mean, one issue with it, of course, is you're attracting the least loyal customers if you make price the the lead issue, right? Right, and but they're uh, most likely to defect defect then when somebody else comes along, right? Absolutely, and it also kind of makes price cuts easy to match, so the industry as a whole gains neither share nor profit. Really, it actually destroys it. Mm -hmm. um, but, but then, of course, when you when you look at a company like Walmart. Uh, that I, you know, it's a pretty successful penetration pricer, but that's because for a whole host of reasons in their business model that they've just got it done right. And we can talk about some of the success factors that you need here, but 
one of the other interesting things I found with all of these strategies, Ed, was when people think about these three strategies, they tend to say a penetration price, meaning a lower price compared to the competition. Right. Yep. And in fact, that's Reed Holden's position in his book, Pricing with Confidence. Now, that was not Reed Holden's position in the book that he wrote with Tom Nagel called The Strategy and Tactics of Pricing. That was your value compare or, or your price compared to your offerings value, not your competition. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, that's a, I, I got to review Reed's book, Pricing with Confidence in, in manuscript form. And that's one of the questions I asked him. It was one of my review mm-hmm. comments is, Reed, you changed your mind on this. And he wrote back and said, yes. He says, but I think it's easier to understand. And I think he's right about that. <clears throat> but I think his prior book was was technically correct. I think that's that he's correct, too, because he, he even goes on in, in Pricing with Confidence to talk about examples of companies that do it well and saying that, and I think he uses Southwest like you just did in the example. He says that, that they have to focus on the customer segments and then drive costs first. And I think the, the phrase that he uses several times, I believe, in the book is value first, price is second. And that's the sequence in this, right? And I right. think the mistake, the big mistake that people make with penetration pricing is that it's, they, 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 it's price first and then value second. So they look, to, they look to penetrate a market with a low price, and then they look to say, well, let's increase this price now that we've penetrated the market. And all of a sudden, people are like, whoa, what do you mean? What are you doing? Right. Right? Be- because I think about the example of Sony. Sony TVs are not necessarily the cheapest on the market, or they weren't at one time, but mm-hmm. they were perceived as a great deal, very reasonable, because they were so good. Mm-hmm. But they, but they, um, and Sony uses pretty much a neutral pricing policy, but neutral compared to their value. Didn't mean that they right. were cheaper than the competition. It meant that they were a great price compared to the value of a Sony. And I think that's why Reed and Nagel were right in the first book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wasn't convinced of his change in pricing and conf- with confidence. No, I, I, and I, because it it really is contradicted by the the language that he uses in part, in other parts of the book. So maybe you had an inf- a little bit of an influence over him when you when you reviewed the book, or I, just muddied, muddied the waters further. <laughs> yeah, but well, I, I, and 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 well, your point, his point, actually, is in that it's easy to to explain to people that way. Yes, without question. But there, I think the importance is in that nuance. I think the importance is is that it's penetration in relationship to the value. Well, I mean, let, let's face it. I have a extraordinary bias, as probably you do too, toward a price as a function primarily of value. So it's all that's always the case. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And, I, you know, I think to be successful with a penetration pricing strategy, I mean, folks, if you are going to go down this road or you have a client or something or you, you're a business owner and you know you're going to go down this road, um, I think you have to begin with this strategy from day one. I think it has to be your kind of, you know, your main reason. You have to be extremely efficient. <laughs> I mean, and, and by that I mean, Ed, you know, because you're constantly driving costs out. You have mm-hmm. to have a guarantee of consistent quality. You have to have a focus on core products and customers, mm-hmm. high growth, high revenue focus. 
you have to be procurement champions, just like Walmart. You know, not afraid to you know beat, beat the heck the out of your suppliers. Out of you. yeah. yeah, and and make them it put them in meeting rooms on metal chairs, and you know, <laughs> all of that. You have to have little debt. Uh, you have to control as much as possible your brands, your value chain, everything. Your advertising has to focus almost exclusively on price, and you can never mix messages. And, and you've got to understand your place in the market. And the 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 evidence that I'm reading at is overwhelming that there's only room in almost every market for a, t- on a tiny number of these types of companies because mm. they're not very successful in the long run. It's very difficult to sustain this in yes. the long run, this strategy. Yep. Well, let me, I'm just going to share with you. I just was flipping through as we were talking Reed's book and I, I, I have this sentence like triple underlined in the book. And I think it's, it's, it really summarizes a lot of what we've been talking about. And he says, he says penetration pricing is not that easy. Duh. We just talked about that. Okay. The only condition under which it provides sustainable advantage is when you can, I love this preemptively build capacity and use that capacity faster than your competitors. And I think that's really the key, right? Yep. So let me ask you this, because uh, we I know that a, many, many of most of our listeners are in professional firms. Is H and R Block an example of penetration strategy? I think to some, I, I actually, um, <laughs> it's a really good question because I think a lot of people think that H and R Block competes head to head with CPAs, and they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually believe you could make a case that H and R Block is a neutral strategy because they don't make price part of it's not prominent in their offering that's not it's not the decision they've got a guarantee that they've mm-hmm. had since they started um, they focus on other things like other services or speed convenience they have a lot of outlets if you look at their marketing and their branding and their advertising price isn't that prominent nope that's true that's true so I'm going to give them a neutral Going to give them a neutral. Uh, yeah, right. I think they're neutral. Now, good analysis Southwest, because South, I, Southwest Airlines definitely, and and Ryanair, by the way, I don't know if you've ever had the displeasure of flying this. I mean, <laughs> oh, no, geez, I have it, not, but I've actually is, heard a complaint about Ryanair this week. Now that oh, you mentioned it, it's awful. Funny? It's awful. I mean, I, it's like the worst airline I've ever flown, and that I've been on some pretty bad airlines, but they're actually more profitable Ed, than Southwest, where no, they used to be. Now, they are totally all about price, and that is their entire message, and I think they fit these success factors really well. But, um, boy, you know, with, with penetration pricing, you, you, can, you can have a lot of price wars. And, you know, as one pricing manager I heard say, he said, in a war, the atomic bomb and price are subject to the same limitation. Both can only be used once. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. Well, we're going to pick this up after our first break here, but we want to remind you that you can get a hold of Ron or myself at asktsoe at verisage.com. Please also visit our website, thesoulofenterprise.com, and there you can link to show notes as well as previews to upcoming shows. And all 127 previous episodes of The Soul of Enterprise are available on our archive page. But right now, we want to hear from our sponsor, Leading Results. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Is your website just a brochure or is it your best salesperson? If your site is not the best lead generation tool you have, we should talk. We are leading results. We build websites and marketing programs that impact your bottom line. Using HubSpot or WordPress, we'll create a website and supporting marketing program that gets your business found, converts web visitors to leads, and provides clear tracking on what is and is not working. Learn about our team and approach to your success. Visit leadingresults.com slash TSOE to find out more. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Solemn Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're here doing the three and only three pricing strategies. So we've talked about penetration and companies like Walmart, Southwest Airlines, and Costco and things like that use this strategy as a way of um, diffusing the technology or diffusing the offering, maybe I should say, and also as a way to gain market share. But Ed and I discussed how uh, this is a very difficult strategy. You've got to be extremely efficient, constantly driving costs out of your system. And Ed, it just seems like, again, the failures outweigh the, the successes here pretty dramatically. Agreed. Yep, agreed. So let's take a look at skim pricing, which is kind of the the alternate uh, ego yeah, <laughs> of penetration yeah. pricing. And and again, you know, the other thing about all of these strategies, I mean, if any one of them guaranteed success, everybody would do it, right? I mean, sure. we wouldn't have three. So, um, but I do think the skim is interesting because obviously we can all think of prominent examples of this, and you know, Apple obviously comes top of mind. But I think you'd have yep. to put BMW in there and Porsche. And I think mm-hmm. Bose would go in there. Bose, I mean, I, for sure. I, I, I've been looking just at the level of competition, Ed, that, that Bose. Remember when the he- the headphones came out? Mm-hmm. You know, the noise canceling. I mean, they, for a while, they were the only things out there. It was, you know. Yep. And, and now, <laughs> there's just a, a ton of competitors. I, I, I FedEx is obviously in this category. Godiva, Disney. Chocolates, Disney. Gucci, um, Nordstrom, obviously. I I do want to make a distinction between skim and and luxury, but um, we can talk about that. But one thing I did find pretty interesting um, about skim pricing is it's not unusual for a premium product, premium price product, to have the highest market share. Like, for instance, at one point, Procter & Gamble's Gillette had a 70% market share mm-hmm. even and though it was a, clear, clearly the most expensive in a consumer market space too 
Yep. Now, who knows what's going to happen with these, you know, Harry's Razor clubs and and all mm-hmm. that. But of course, you know, Gillette's got their own uh, Razor club now, from what I gather. And right. uh, so somebody's woken up the eight hundred pound gorilla. Yeah, but but there's a there there's a great example of of somebody trying to penetrate a market using or literally using a penetration price that might not work. Exactly. Because yeah, because, because the big dog was able to respond so quickly to it. So. Yep, and of course that is one of the disadvantages with skim pricing. But let let's define skim. I mean, what we're trying to do here is have a premium price that's obviously commensurate with the value of your offering. But it's really to capture a larger share of the value. You know, pricing is really how we how we divide up value mm-hmm. <laughs> in in one yeah. sense, right? And yep. skim is is trying to take a bigger portion of of your offerings value. So its focus is not market share like it is with penetration. The focus is profit. Right. And this is this is the you know T- Tim Williams talks about the two overarching strategies of businesses. You know he's not talking pricing. He's just said businesses can only have one of two overall strategies: either be intensely appealing to a small group of people, which is alignment with skim, or be moderately appealing to a larger group of people, and that would be neutral in penetration. Right. Right. Um, but but I think that the, the the key for me with understanding skim price and by the way when I think skim price I the thing that comes to my mind is you know cream off the top of the milk that's like that's yeah. like like yeah. I, I just I just you know imagine like this screen coming by and sucking all of that delicious cream off the top the the most dense and therefore in this case profitable set of customers right off the very top of that right so. That's what I think of. But I think the key to understanding this is to, to know that when you want to do skim pricing, you have to know that your customers clearly see a difference between your product and somebody else's product. Yeah. There's got to be a superior value there, and it's got to be mm-hmm. very, very obvious and, and prevalent in the customer's mind. Yep. And this is, of course, where branding comes in and why companies such as Apple, I guess even Starbucks to a certain extent, although, you know, they, they um, there's lots of comp- lots of people who are charging a lot of price for, for a cup of coffee these days. But it, you, you have to be able to demonstrate that there's significant either financial or uh, wellness benefits to your your product over anybody else's. And. It, it, it's got to be believed. I think the mistake that some people make with with, pen, with skim pricing is thinking just because they say that their product is better that they can then skim price. Right. Right. No, I think marketing is a big, big point. And, and I even think that uh, that adversarial relationship between marketing and sales comes into play. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that are really good or companies that are really good with skim pricing are, are driven more by marketing than sales. Right, because mm-hmm. the customer is literally pulling their product off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, yep. But it's but but it's got to be sustained. I mean, and that and that's that's the thing. Or or it, or Reed Reed actually says it's difficult to sustain it. But here's the example. Everybody says Apple. Okay, yeah, because they have a high price. But look at also what Apple does, and that is obsolete their best selling product every twelve to eighteen months. Yeah. I mean, I, that's I, remarkable. That is that's a remarkable statement. 
it, it is. It is. It's um, and 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 I think innovation plays into this. Although that's not to discount the innovation that's required under penetration, right? That constant squeezing of your supply chain and the and the costs out of your system, and and the way that the Sam Walton, you know, really innovated the supply chain model and the distribution model, kind of like what what we're seeing with Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Amazon is an interesting case because they're obviously penetration strategy. But they're not profitable. I mean, they haven't crossed that chasm yet. There was one quarter, Ron, one quarter, like <laughs> <laughs> about six years ago, I think. They I made four dollars and eighty-two cents. But and the stock you know. probably jumped four hundred percent. And Apple's <laughs> over here raking in the world's most profit, and they're, you know, they're getting downgraded. Well, you sold, you know, a hundred thousand less iPhones than you projected. I it, no. There's a big change in Apple this week, Ron. All of a sudden, a- Apple took off this week. I don't know. You you might not have seen that. but Well, Apple I'm just, long on Apple, so I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah. No, it took off. I mean, I think I think it's up like 10% on the week. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yep. The, yep. There, is a, there, is a, there is a risk here, Ed, with skim pricing, and I think it does need to be said. And I, and I think there's another example where, where Apple is, is really good strategically on this. It, it is a way to, you know, invite competitors into the market, right? When you're using skim pricing, you're going to have competition. I think that's what you saw with Bose, right? And all the mm-hmm. different headphones now that we have. Um, and, and I think Xerox is, is a great tale of this. Yes, you yes, know, yes. Canon came up and ate their lunch and they just didn't respond. They didn't have a, a flanking product. They didn't offer a lower, you know, priced version to kind of fend them off and protect their high end. Uh, and I, and I think that's one of the dangers here with this. You can get so complacent, fat and happy mm-hmm. that you kind of miss those threats. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that's exactly correct. All right, Ron, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little, little what for here. Okay. Yeah. So there's, I have this book in front of me, pricing on purpose, Ronald J. Baker. Okay. So this is this is in your chap the, the chapter on on uh, price discrimination in practice where you talk about skim pricing, and of course you give the the, the classic iPod example, which I, I love that story that whole that they they priced it at two and a half times the 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 uh, the price of the nearest MP3 competitor. There were thirty eight other MP3 players on the marketplace at the time. Uh, this is right after nine eleven. It was in October of two thousand eleven two thousand one. Right, yep. that, uh, that 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 this came out, um, and and just you know the unbelievable. There's no, there's nobody. Your, your Harvard Business Case Study review would laugh you out of your out of the room if if you had come back with with the decision that Steve Jobs did. Right. Yep. Uh, of course, you know they say sell millions of them, and then I, I, in your book you quote Bill Gates as who's who's saying that you better watch out because you know he's coming out with Zoom or Zoom or whatever the hell it was that didn't work. <laughs> so he slammed him. But this is this is I, I, you don't make often make predictions in your book, Bob. But I'm going to say that this is probably pretty close to a prediction. Um, is you you talk about uh, uh, Steve Jobs doing some research that says that uh, iPod users are far more selective in answering their cell phones, suggesting that combining these functions may not be perceived as valuable since it would be an intrusion of privacy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> yep. yep. That's why I try not to make predictions. <laughs> but now Don't that worry, you I'm... say that, 
<laughs> now that you say that, I do remember reading that. I do remember. Uh-huh. I do remember that, and that was the the general feeling. But yeah, you know, I guess he changed his mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and thank God <laughs> we're all oh, very oh, all I, happy. I was, I was just looking at the iPod story too, and it was you know the the blogs were saying what's iPod stand for? Idiots price our devices, and and <laughs> what did the one guy say? I prefer old time discs. <laughs> Oh, oh man! My, my favorite, though, example Ed of of uh, skim pricing, and I think it's uh-huh. just absolutely classic. Is is Rogaine? There was such enormous pent up demand for Rogaine mm-hmm. when that hit the market, and um, I forget, Upjohn, I believe, was the manufacturer, and they knew that, and so they they wanted to make it difficult to get. They didn't want to throw it out there on the market, so they figured the best way was to make people hurdle, you know, jump a hurdle. And that hurdle was you had to go to a doctor and get a prescription. And that was the way they segregated their market and said, okay, these are the fanatics. You know, these are the hard cu- hard, uh, hardcover book lovers that are going to stand in line first and buy it, right? These are the people that buy the popcorn at the movie theater. And we're sure. going to, we're going to, we're going to get the additional profit from that. And then we're going to ratchet this down. Sometimes this is called skim uh, or sequential skimming. And then they ratcheted it down. And now you can buy Rogaine, you know, in Costco. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but their, their strategy was flawless. And it probably literally doubled or tripled or probably even quadrupled their profit from that, mm-hmm. that treatment. Well, any organization that's willing to say that we need to go get FDA approval on something, even though they probably didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they no, they they did have to have FDA approval. That's what that's what the pent up demand was. I mean, they were through in the trial oh, okay. that. But I'm not. What I'm not 100 percent clear on is whether or not they needed a prescription. But they opted for that, and, mm. and I don't know if they couldn't if they could have got around that. I think they could have. But but now, you, of course, you don't need a prescription to get it. Right. But they wanted to make you get one because that was a, a way to, to identify and not ruin the pricing integrity and all of that. So that, I just thought it was a brilliant strategy. It's one of my favorite um, with respect to skim, skim pricing. Yeah, really very interesting. All right. Well, Ron, there's only one more, and that's neutral to go, and we'll deal with that after our break. But we want to remind you, please get a hold of myself or Ron at asktsoe at verisage.com. We also do follow at AskTSOE and hashtag AskTSOE on Twitter. So that's another way to get in touch with Mr. Baker or myself. But right now, uh, we'll be back after this break. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise, Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. 
The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. We are talking pricing strategies, and of course, the three and only three pricing strategies. And earlier, we've dealt with both penetration and skim type pricing. And now we're going to talk a little bit about neutral pricing. And uh, I have to admit, Ron, this is sort of like his name. It's kind of boring. I mean, (laughs) there's really, there's no, like after skim skim and penetration, which I I think are, are fascinating, Neutral is pretty boring because it, it it's exactly that it's neutral. You're, you're you're setting your prices close to the value from a you don't want you don't want price to have any kind of impact uh, on the on the, the the competition. It shouldn't be be much of a part of the conversation. Uh, you're willing probably to, to 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 come down a little on price for certain customers through different you know whether it's it's coupons or or certain discounts or so that it's it, and and of course it's what what, 90-plus percent of companies use? I mean, we don't want to be the most expensive. We don't want to be the least expensive. We're somewhere in the middle. Yep. No, in fact, Tim Smith and Pricing Done Right calls this the default strategy. Mm-hmm. And I've actually advocated it to, to firms, um, you know, in consulting engagements that, you know, uh, for instance, that that are offering a law firm or an advertising agency or whatever that's offering fixed prices. You know, they're kind of breaking the mold in their profession and not doing hourly billing. And I say, well, look, if you, if you don't adopt a skim price, then at least go to a neutral. Mm-hmm. But, but I find them wanting to go to a penetration price. Oh no, we can really undercut now that we're doing this and we can get more efficient and all of that. And it's like, no, you're better off doing neutral and putting the emphasis on your certainty. And, and if you do a guarantee even better, um, but you know, other things other than price, but, um, and, and actually, Tim Smith says this is generally the most profitable strategy, which I also find mm, – I'm not convinced, <laughs> I have to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, well, I, I'm, I'm convinced that it's it's the, the safest strategy, right? Yep. But, you know, low risk, low reward kind of deal. Uh, I, I, so I, I, I it, so yes, I, I do think that it's it's possible that that lots of people who go in and do penetration and skim incorrectly end up getting kicked out of the marketplace relatively quickly and and, and may even be losing a ton of money. Mm-hmm. So you know, therefore, therefore, it's this is the most profitable because you're most likely to stay in business longer. Uh, that would be my 
my, my assessment of his statement. Maybe I, maybe that's not the case, but that's the way I would read it. Right. Well, it's certainly probably the least li- likely to trigger a price war. You know, mm-hmm. penetration pricing and scam you because they're kind of on the extreme. I guess you can certainly say that they're you're probably going to be engaged in more price wars. Uh, where neutral, you're you're probably not because again, you're emphasizing other things, mm-hmm. right? And uh, if you look at companies that you that, that deploy neutral strategy, it would be like Buick. I think mm-hmm. a Seiko watches. Seiko watches are pretty neutral price wise. You don't when you buy a Seiko, you don't really think about the price. You know, you're looking at the features or or other things about it. Price is eh, you you know it's going to be more than a Timex, but it's not going to be a Rolex either. Mm-hmm. Um, Sony, same thing. It's it's neutral compared to the value of their offerings. And Toyota is actually masterful, uh, pretty masterful with a neutral pricing strategy. Now, not I'm Lexus, gonna, but but Toyota. Right. right. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw two company names out there, Ron, that I think practice neutral pricing and do it really well. And I think you might be surprised by the the ones that I'm going to throw out. Uber. Okay. Yeah. And Zappos. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think you're yep. right. Now, I didn't know about Zappos because I've never really bought anything from Zappos, but they're not, I mean, they're premium, are they? They're not like Nordstrom yeah. price-wise. They're not, they're not premium, they're, but, they're, but, they're, but unlike the rest of Amazon, they're not the cheapest. They're not the cheap, right. Gotcha. Right. You know, yeah. where a- Amazon really looks to, to, to be that, that, that uh, penetration premium, you know, cheapest price, uh, that Zappos does not do that. Zappos will is is very willing to admit. No, you can you can find stuff on our website someplace else a lot cheaper. Right, right. So, I mean, you know, the the risk, of course, with penetration is, uh, you know, your low price or your your neutral price could signal low value in some people's mind, um, and it also um, could leave money on the table, especially if you're looking at credence goods. You know, those types of credence services. Those types of things that you have to experience for a period of time before you really understand their value. Right. You know, like a tax preparer or an accountant or a lawyer, you know, you kind of have to have multiple interactions before you can really make an assessment. Um, and that's why, you know, I rarely would would uh, want some professional firm to engage in neutral pricing. But <laughs> if, if it talks them, if it gets them out of doing penetration, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, at least it's a step forward because I see a lot of professional firms. Yeah, I mean, you've seen it too, Ed. How many people? Oh, well, I'm working out of my house. You know, I think of Norm Peterson back at Cheers. I'm working out of my Honda. You know, <laughs> and so I have no overhead, so I can charge a cheap price. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with your offering, right? You know, and the, or the value of your offering. So why don't you just make price neutral and emphasize other things like the speed of your service or access or mm-hmm. or whatever. Gosh, Ron, how many, how many, especially bookkeepers, have you and I encountered over the years who who ha- are stuck in that penetration pricing strategy in that trap and unable to get out? That's oh, brutal. Yep. Uh, I I wish I had a nickel for <laughs> everyone. Well, and it's yeah. it's it's kind of sad too because I think I think I think over the years for many of them, not all, and and you know this is where you, where you're the great work that you're doing with the Black Swan program. Um, I think begins to to pay off. I mean, so ma- so many of them end end up end up uh, in, in with issues of self esteem. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is it is really tied back to that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. 
one thing i just jumping now that now that we've covered the three i just kind of want to go back and touch on skim but i even think this could apply to neutral um but but i just you know and this is a famous example i know you've read about it but bugs burger bug killers (laughs) it's actually the name of this company it's an exterminator i believe they're in florida bugs Uh yeah i think is the guy's name but it could be short for bugs b or something bugs burger bug killers He's got a, just a world-class guarantee. If if he comes to your hotel or your restaurant and you've got rodents or you know roaches mm-hmm. or whatever, he guarantees they're gone. And if not, if one of your guests sees a rodent or a roach, then not only will he pick up their bill and write them a personal handwritten letter of apology, he'll invite them back as a guest and pick up the tab. So mm-hmm. it's either at a restaurant or a hotel, and he'll pay for you as the owner to hire another exterminator, and he'll pay that exterminator for a year. Wow. This, this guy's got a world-class guarantee. His prices are 10 times that of his competition. <laughs> Holy and, cow. And, and, and this was written up in uh, Professor Hart's, um, um, forget the guy's Extraordinary name. Guarantees the, Extraordinary Guarantees book. Yeah, Extraordinary Guarantees. Yep. Yeah, uh, Christopher Hart. Christopher, Christopher Hart. Hart. Yep. Hart, yep. business professor, and and I was just thinking. Now that was an example of a skim price because he's he's obviously using it to to garner a, a a really high price. But I also think if you had a guarantee like that, you could deploy that in a neutral pricing strategy as well, and and it would be as effective, and it would allow you to drive that neutral price up a bit. Maybe mm-hmm. not as high as you would under skim, but. Um, you know, one of the things that you have to really pay attention to with, with either neutral or with penetration, is you got to make sure you have the capacity to handle wow. the demand, right? Yep. yep. And that's that's a big issue, and that's going to require capital, maybe build factories or add another restaurant or whatever it might be. But uh, you got to you got to certainly think about that. Well, you just reminded me of a of a situation I encounter. Very often in in my speaking circuit and talking to all of these uh, you know partners, bookkeepers, accountants, uh, and you know I I asked the 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 ubiquitous question you know hey hey how you doing right and <laughs> very oftentimes I get the only socially acceptable response which is busy <laughs> right <laughs> right how you doing busy and my right. I, I always follow that up with oh raise your prices yep and they go. <laughs> And they, like, you get what? that RCA dog look, right? <laughs> they cock their head and look at you. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> How are you? Busy. Raise your prices. <laughs> it, it is astonishing to me how many professional firms uh, do not use price, you know, like airlines or hotels where they raise the price when the demand is really high. They just don't do, they don't think about that. And, and, and it's so blatantly obvious to use it. That's the thing that gets to me. It, it, it really is. And and I think, you know, Herman Simon, who the, the author of um, Confessions of the Pricing Man, he, he, uh, he's got Simon Kushner Partners and they're a worldwide pricing consulting firm. And in, in, in that book, he says, managers, this is a survey they took, managers spend 70% of their time focused on reducing costs 20 percent 20 percent of their time focusing on increasing volume and 10 percent of their time focused on price and ed if you look at those percentages 
it's the exact opposite of the profit effects. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> they should be spending 70 or 80% of their time focused on price because that's going to drive, you know, the bulk of their profits much more than cost reduction. Wow. Even, wow. And yeah, it's really kind of astonishing and scary um, that you see that. That's way out of whack. I, and I, and I, would, I would almost debate them on the 10%. <laughs> well, that's only because they have a pricing guy somewhere in the corner in a room yeah. with, you know, windowless. <laughs> yes. you, you know, I think that's the other thing. We as pricers don't like neutral because it takes the spotlight off us. That's you know, at, least with, at least with <laughs> at least with penetration, yeah, it's it's you know it's the low price, but at least price is a factor, right? Right, and, right. And you're 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 more actively probably engaged in in uh, penetration or skim than you are with neutral. Wanted neutral pricer. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Safe return, doubtful. What was that? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Kess Shackleton. Yeah, Shackleton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Neutral pricer. If you do your job right, nobody knows you exist. That's <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man. Well, we are up against our last break, Ron. But we will deal with. How about when we get back, we'll start to talk about how to choose a pricing strategy. That might, uh, I think, be helpful if how we put all of this together. I uh, want to remind you that you can get a hold of Ron and myself at asktsoe at verisage.com. We are looking for show sponsors. So if those of you who are listening to us would love love for you to take a listen and perhaps become a sponsor of the soul of enterprise. And if you're interested in that, please do send us an email at asktsoe at verisage.com and we will connect you with the great folks at voice America. But right now we want to hear from our main sponsor and my employer sage. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Four new employees, a 20% increase in revenue. Being one of the 9 million women business owners in the U.S. These are your proudest numbers, your landmarks of growth and success. Sage helps you achieve business milestones with cloud and software solutions that lead to deeper financial insights. Believe in your numbers. See what Sage can do for your business. Visit believeinyournumbers.com today. Have you ever read a book that changed your life? I sure have. But have you ever read a book where the forward changed your life? Me neither. Hello, I'm Greg Kite. I wrote the forward to Ron Baker and Ed Kless's new ebook, The Soul of Enterprise Dialogues on Business and the Knowledge Economy. The value of this book is found entirely in its forward. So when you buy it, think of it as buying the forward and getting the rest of the book for free. Available now for download exclusively on Amazon.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network.
You are tuned into The Soul of Enterprise with Ron Baker and Ed Klass. To find out more about our show, visit us on the web at thesoulofenterprise.com. You can also chat with us on Twitter using hashtag AskTSOE. Now, back to The Soul of Enterprise. Welcome back, everybody. We're here doing the three and only three pricing strategies. So, Ed, we've dealt with all of them, penetration and skim and neutral. And now let's talk about how do you go about choosing a pricing strategy? What are some of the criteria that owners need to be thinking about? Yeah, and, and, and I'm going to say that, that my thoughts on this are direct from, from the stuff that Reed Holden talks about in his book. And we'll put a link up to this, Pricing with Confidence, one of the, the better books in the last, what is it, 10 years or so to emerge on pricing. Um, and and uh, he does, uh, I think, a really nice job with it. I have it's it's, it's well worn and lots of highlights and and notes <laughs> along the side. I mean, so he really did a nice job with it. And you had, as, as you said earlier, had a chance to uh, to to review the galley copy and and offer his, him some critique. But anyway, he talks about there's the five drivers, and the first one he talks about is clearly the value of your offering relative to the competition. Now, if I were me, I would drop the relative to the competition. But you know that's that's Reed's position, and I respect it. I, I think it's the first thing should just be the value of your offering as perceived by the customer. That's how I would phrase it. Right. I I, I thought of it as absolute value. I mm-hmm. I don't mind thinking about the relative value. I mean, we're not saying ignore the competition. We never do. Of course, you can take the no 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 into account. Right. But the mm-hmm. point is how how to differentiate yourself from the competition, like mm-hmm. like the bugs you know, exterminator with a world-class guarantee or something like that. So, yeah, I like that. Understand your value. Absolutely. Yep. Number two is an understanding of where the offering is in the life cycle. And this gets to, to he, he, he sketches out, what is it, a four-position four, four life cycle. And that right. is emerging, growth, mature, and decline. Yep. Right. And the thought process here, and it's, it's pretty interesting, he's got a chart here and we'll try to Try to get it up on the website. I don't know if we can find it someplace. I don't want to want to just steal it and put it out there. But um, that you can use neutral and skim throughout the life cycle. But the only place in the this life cycle to properly use penetration is during the growth phase. So you should not use it in the in an emerging market. You should not use it in a mature and declining market, but only in the growth phase. And I and I, and that's really that timing that we were talking about earlier. If you're going to use penetration, you got to you got to get in, but then you got to know when to get out. And of course, that is the classic mistake that far too many people make: is they go, they lead with a penetration price and always have a penetration price. You know, I, I remember when I practiced as a CPA, I had a had a customer who had a very very innovative offering. Now, it wasn't a technology, it wasn't a chip or anything like that. It was actually just writing. He was a doctor, um, but he deliberately did a penetration strategy in the early phase to keep out competition. And I remember having some very serious conversations with them because I was skeptical of it. But I have to say, in the initial phase, it worked for him. He was able mm. to keep the competition at bay because the, the market just didn't look that profitable to an outsider. He worried about bigger companies coming in because he was right. a small, you know, was a pretty small startup and he didn't want to attract a lot of attention, even though he was dealing with Fortune 100 companies. And so for him, it was a very, very strategic decision to keep the price low. And, and yet, in, in, in hindsight, I have to say, it was the right decision. 
So curious. My 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 gut would say that what he was trying to do then was was then at, at some point raise the price dramatically and then try to flip the business. Is that what he ended up doing? Well, actually, he uh, raised the price by offering more value in the offerings. He, I, I do believe he ended up selling. Okay. He, he did end up selling to a, a yeah. bigger company. But that wasn't the goal when he started. When he started, yeah. he was all in, and this was his baby, and it was really yeah. interesting. But I just that that just popped into my mind as you talked about the emerging and the introduction cycle. But uh, and then on the other hand, how many firms do we see in a mature? or companies maybe even in the decline, that's when mm-hmm. you really need to milk the cow as well and, and right. go but go back over to a skim pricing. And I think of, you know, like how many people with records or any type of old technology, right? Uh, dot matrix mm-hmm. printers, probably yeah, the airline still buys them. Well, they they probably pay a pretty penny <laughs> for them. Uh, try, try going and finding a typewriter ribbon. <laughs> 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 I'd be like... $30 for a typewriter ribbon. Um, I remember for the longest time, the FAA was the only one in the country that bought vacuum tubes because their system, yeah. and I don't, that could still be true for all I know. If there's a vacuum yeah. tube manufacturer out there, they're probably making a killing. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that, It doesn't give me a lot of confidence sometimes walking in and looking at what the pilots are dealing with up front in the plane. I'm like, that's a hell of a lot of switches. <laughs> <laughs> like, literal on-off switches. <laughs> Sorry, there should be better technology. All right, we're getting near the end of the show, Ron. So the other uh, other things that uh, Reed Holden suggests are drivers in 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 selecting the right strategy is industry economics. And then see, this is where I would lump that competition stuff. Right, I wouldn't do it in the first step, just understanding the value of your offering. But I would do it here. You certainly do have to know what's happening in your marketplace. Uh, what's your cost structure versus the cost structure of the competitors? That that's where I would put that piece of it. Right, and 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 you kind of have to have an understanding of the capacity in your industry, um, and and right. of course the nature of your costs are they more fixed or variable? I mean, mm-hmm. I also think leadership is just you know a, a piece of this as well too. You got to have some pricing leadership. You know, I think of uh, I've read stories about Porsche, and they they're obviously skim. You could might even argue that they're luxury, but I mean their their focus is not about market share at all i mean the the at one point the the president of the uh, usa porsche said the second porsche on the same street is a catastrophe mm. <laughs> this is why they're one of the most profitable you know uh car companies in the world sure um, the other thing ed is um and i know we've talked about this article before because jules goddard brought it up when we interviewed him um this is a couple authors rayner and Ahmed, and I, I believe they're with an accounting firm. I want to say EY, but it's one of them, Deloitte or EY. And they wrote an article in Harvard Business Review, The Three Rules for Making a, com- a Company Truly Great. It was uh, back in 2013, but their three rules were better before cheaper and then mm-hmm. revenue before cost. Now, yep. we would say value before revenue, but but the point is kind of the same. You need to focus on, on the revenue before you try and cut your cost. And, and the other big thing that they did, and of course, they looked at the database of an enormous amount of companies over a very long period of time, and they said there is more success with premium price strategy than penetration. Yep. Evidence was overwhelming. Overwhelming, that, yep. That, that only, like, literally a tiny or handful of companies can have a penetration strategy over a sustainable period of time in any industry. Correct. Which is really Correct. interesting. 
But it does yep. show you that people aren't price conscious. They're, you know, the bulk of us are value, value conscious. conscious. Yep. Well, the last two that Reed talks about is uh, competitive dynamics. And this is how likely is, is it that your competitors will respond to your prices? So it, it's different from what are your competitors doing, um, for it, but it's really just their response to the price. And the last one, I think this one is interesting, and that is consensus. And that is that you need to have consensus in your organization about your pricing strategy. And I, I, I think that he's right on here. I think, it, well, I wouldn't know if, if consensus is the right word, but you got to have everybody on board. And you those do, that are they? not on board with your pricing strategy, get them the hell off board. Get them. <laughs> I, I actually think it's leadership. But I think that's why I might have said leadership because it's the it's the opposite of consensus. <laughs> yeah, but, right. But, it, you know, somebody needs to drive it. And then, uh, yeah, you're right. Everybody has to understand it and, and sing off the same him page so yep. yeah but excellent well hey that's uh not bad for the three pricing strategies so what's on store for next week we are going to do our, one of our in our series of memorable mentors and this one is going to be fun for our libertarian friends this one is ludwig von mises ludwig von mises are you ready uh, for ludwig uh, yeah <laughs> well not not just libertarians but people who also get the the uh, subjective theory of value and aren't efficient market hypothesis people uh are also going to enjoy this guy so uh yeah i'm really looking forward to that i'll see you in 167 hours This has been the Soul of Enterprise, Business in the Knowledge Economy, sponsored by Sage. Energizing business builders around the world through the imagination of our people and the power of technology. Join us next week on Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. In the meantime, feel free to visit us at www.thesoulofenterprise.com. <laughs>